Welcome to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sanjo Gall. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sanjo Gall. Hello and uh, welcome to CTN. To learn more about the show, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. And today, the topic is, how is Otis moving and serving people leveraging digital and innovation journey? And indeed it is, because you might not think much of an elevator or escalator, but when you are going to an appointed meeting, you're trying to catch a flight, you're trying to attend a session at a very busy conference, or you want to be served in your room at a hotel after a long day where you want to relax. Frankly, somebody's using an elevator or an escalator to make things happen and actually move people who are either serving you, you or yourself to a desired location safely and quickly. So when we have such important cargo, going on these escalators and elevators. What is Otis doing while they have been at it for many, many years? But what are they doing to leverage digital to innovate at the pace of business change and so that they can stay relevant and also make sure the resiliency and reliability of their products and services are ensured? So to discuss this, I have with me Neil Green, Executive Vice President and Chief Digital Officer from Otis Elevator Company. Hey, Neil, how are you? I'm doing well, Santo. Uh, Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Pleasure is all mine. So you know what? Frankly, if you ask any individual, they may not think much, but they don't even realize how much may be going uh, behind making sure an elevator always works or escalator always works. And you've always taken as an organization the onus of making sure this is always reliable and a safe transport. But then if it's working, some people might say, if it ain't broke, why fix it? Or let me ask it a different way. What is it so special that is changing in the ecosystem or in the needs that customers may have um, asked your organization or this industry so that we should get going back, we should go back to the drawing board and do some innovation? Yeah, thanks for uh, for that question. I'll I'll start by saying the, the future of smart cities is a big driver for what motivates us and how we think about innovation. And the pandemic, frankly, accelerated some of that uh, thought process as we thought about how users uh, call their elevator in a touchless manner by integrating mobile devices with our controller so you can can call uh, the elevators. So when we think about safety, we think about reliability, uh, it's not just the safety of the elevator and how it moves from floor to floor, but it's safety and how our passengers actually engage uh, with the elevators. So that was one aspect of innovation. How do we provide cloud-based APIs that allows the elevator controller to integrate with a local application from the building or from other, uh, other, other third parties? In addition to the safety aspect that we create with our, our device integration, There's this uh, big focus on how do we use data to really think about 
when potential issues may arrive and how do we use these predictive insights to proactively address maintenance issues before they result in uh, potentially shutdowns, right? So thinking about artificial intelligence, uh, using sensor data that we've been collecting, using the controller data, and again, using predictability to ensure that we have greater uptime for the units uh, in the field. Uh, and then I, as I think about um, a smart city and a smart building, you know, the, the elevator is in the center of the building, for lack of a, of a better uh, phrase. And as I think about what other systems exist in the building, and is there a benefit or value in innovating on how the elevator information or data integrates with the other building systems, this is, a, again, another sense of how we think about innovation and how we drive that integration into the smarter city, smarter building, and the role that Otis plays. So a lot of this has to do with the future of, uh, of uh, work. Again, cities are, uh, are becoming more digital. They're becoming taller, faster, smarter. And we see that we play a central role in innovating to make that uh, a reality. Uh, so uh, that's how we th uh, think about innovation and, uh, and the ecosystem uh, that's uh, pushing for these types of changes. So to be very frank, this looks very fascinating where we are trying to bring these different technologies and because we can connect things, we are definitely connecting. Now, thinking about the business, which is your organization, or thinking about the customers or even your partners, what would you say would be the incremental benefit would this digital enablement bring to the products like the elevators, escalators you're offering and this industry itself, which would outweigh the costs and risk of introducing digital as we know there could be those uh, existing risks and uh, things which could jeopardize the basic, uh, you know, aspects of how we live our life and do business so much so that it would justify investment for customers. Yeah. The, the, the biggest benefit that I would, uh, I would highlight uh, Sanjo is the uptime, right? The last thing you need is to go to a hotel and it's got uh, two elevators and one is out of, uh, out of service or your apartment building or your, your facility. And you've, got to take the stairs or, or we displace uh, our, our potential uh, users in a hospital or some other environment. So uptime is the biggest benefit that these digital technologies provide. And I'll, if you let me geek out for a minute, I'll, I'll share some examples with you. Uh, there we have, uh, when our mechanic goes on site, he's got a tool, it's called a service tool. He connects it to the controller and he's able to do a bunch of diagnostics and reboot and reset and, and these types of capabilities. We're now able to use uh, over the, uh, or using uh, a cloud-based uh, solution where we connect uh, our controller information. We have sensors that we're sending the information to the cloud. And via the cloud, we are able to look and look at the logs of the unit. We're able to see what's happened over the last X number of uh, days or hours. Uh, if there is a if there's an issue that requires us to potentially reboot the main controller board, we have the ability to do that remotely. Uh, if there's a, a reason for us to change certain settings, uh, we have the ability to do that remotely. 
Uh, so there's some interesting capabilities that we're now enabling that instead of actually having to have a mechanic on site, we're able to do it remotely. And if I can uh, re reduce the downtime for our customers, uh, that's a huge, uh, huge benefit, right? The other aspect of the other benefit that comes with all these digital uh, investments that we're making uh, from an internal uh, uh, Otis perspective, it's how do we improve the bottom line? How do we drive efficiencies? How do we improve the productivities of our team, right? So if I have the ability uh, to tell my mechanic that this unit has experienced these number of issues or uh, uh, using artificial intelligence or machine learning, we can say these types of indicators will lead to this potential failure. So when you go to this job site, bring these tools, uh, plan to do this type of work. If we can enable our mechanics to uh, quickly identify and fix things, again, before they result in, in breakdown, uh, then that's a huge benefit for us and, and how does it drive improvement in, in, our, margin, in our margins. Uh, and I talked about, uh, talked about this before, uh, smart cities, smart buildings, integrating our solutions with other building systems. So these are benefits that I see that uh, you know, when, when we talk to our customers and we talk about the digital transformation that's at foot, uh, we, we highlight a lot of these, build, this, uh, these uh, benefits. And frankly, our customers get really excited about increased uptime. That's a key metric uh, that most of our customers, uh, it just resonates with them. So would you say that while Otis is uh, innovating, uh, are you seeing your ecosystem partner who all have to come together to make this so-called end benefit realized, are they stepping up as well? But otherwise, they could be the weakest link, which is preventing you from delivering value. In some cases, we're pushing them. Uh, in some cases, they're pushing us, and I'll, I'll share a couple of examples. Um, the uh, robotics is uh, an emerging um, a field uh, in buildings, right? Some uh, office buildings are looking to have robots uh, perform security uh, in the evenings. Uh, other uh, maybe hotels are looking for robots to provide concierge uh, services. Uh, hospitals are potentially looking for robots to uh, uh, bring towels or maybe meals from a central location to uh, each floor. Um, so our customers uh, uh, were asking us, how do you enable robots to seamlessly use the Otis elevators? Uh, and our teams had been seeing enough uh, sort of touch points. A hospital in Italy came to us and said, hey, we'd like to do X. And a hotel in Vegas came to us. Over the last year and a half to two years, we've engaged with over 20 robotics manufacturers around the globe to enable their robots to autonomously call our elevators, select their destination, uh, get an extended wait time for the robots to board the elevator, uh, travel to their desired floor, and then exit, right? And we're doing this based on cloud-based APIs. Um, so this is a case where the ecosystem is saying, uh, we see a need, help us enable it. You know, there are other places where we, uh, we're uh, also being uh, uh, pushed by our customers. Now, I talked earlier about uh, touchless, um, uh, uh, touchless ways of in, uh, interacting with the elevators. 
you know, we have specific applications and tools that's part of our, 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 our solutions that we deliver. Uh, but our customers, whether it's uh, an office building, uh, whether it's uh, a residential building, they may have their own applications. They may have an app for you to schedule a, a conference room or an app to uh, know when your mail arrives or a package is delivered. And a lot of these ten, a lot of these customers are saying, we would love to have our own app that allows our user to call an elevator uh, using their phone. So how we think about that ecosystem and enabling these capabilities uh, is where my team and I spend our, our time and energy. And, and uh, the last example is, you know, there's a, a lot of uh, building management systems out there. I won't go through all the names, uh, but the, the big players in the ecosystem. And they may be looking at how, what are all the systems in a building today, whether it's HVAC, uh, whether it's fire and security, whether it's access control. An elevator is uh, one of those key systems that they're looking at. Well, how do we get our data, uh, the interesting insights on uh, how many runs the elevator has made today? What floor is it on today? How do we get that insights from the elevator into these building management systems? So, uh, you know, to answer your question, sorry for being long-winded, but there is a lot of uh, pull from our customers and the ecosystem, and there's a lot of things that we're doing. Uh, but in general, I find that our customers are very receptive to the change, and in a, in a lot of cases, they're asking us to go faster in adopting some of these technologies that are good for, for them, and it drives benefits for their users. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back after these messages and perhaps dig a little deeper about how Otis as an organization is rationalizing and orchestrating its product development and operational optimization efforts so that they can deliver the most value to its customers and partners while also moving towards sustainability and profitability. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. You are listening to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with Sunjog Gall. To learn more about our program, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. So, Neil, I'm sure there must be a lot of complexity and a lot of hard work going behind the scenes while what you produce is phenomenal, right? So how, with so many opportunities to do innovation, so many places to invest uh, might be coming in front of you and you have to figure out a way to rationalize. And then there are so many things that have to be done new, more or different, whether it comes to product development or how you optimize your operations for the end goal, which is your company is profitable, you support sustainability, you are able to thrive, not just survive, and not just you, 
your customers enjoy the journey, your partners enjoy being your partners. How do you do all of that? <laughs> Where do I start? Um, so, you, you know, you, you mentioned uh, sustainability. Uh, and uh, I'll give you an example of something that's uh, uh, quite simple when you think about it, but it's driving a tremendous amount of value uh, from uh, an operational efficiency as well as uh, sustainability. And Otis has over 2 million units um, under contract that we service uh, on, a, on an annual basis. And if you think about uh, a local uh, branch uh, as an example, or take the uh, New England, you know, there may be several mechanics in a specific branch area, and they may be uh, uh, overlapping in how they service the various unit. Maybe it's historical um, relationships, maybe the uh, one, one mechanic has been dealing with a certain customer for a certain period of time, but there are some inefficiencies on how we schedule uh, the visits or the routes. So a simple, uh, 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 and I shouldn't say simple, I don't want to make this seem trivial, but we have a, a technology, we call it route optimization. Uh, we basically take a look at the uh, number of uh, units we have in a specific area, and we make a recommendation on how, uh, what's the order uh, that the mechanic should visit these uh, various um, stops on his route. Uh, and we segment uh, which mechanic should visit one uh, sort of uh, a predefined area and how other mechanics uh, define other predefined areas. So throughout this, through this route optimization solution, as an example, we've been able to achieve several uh, positive outcomes. Uh, first, uh, we've been able to reduce the travel time uh, that each of our mechanics will take in servicing the units in their specific territory. Second, uh, we're reducing the amount of gas or fuel consumption uh, uh, that uh, the mechanics would use because there's a more efficient way of uh, getting them to and from the specific units in their, in their territory. Uh, third, uh, we're reducing our carbon footprint, our, the uh, emissions of uh, a greenhouse gas. So based on using um, machine learning, based on using artificial intelligence, uh, we've come up with these, uh, the, with these tools uh, to, uh, again, drive sustainability, uh, but make the business uh, much more uh, efficient. Um, you know, another example I'll give, uh, we talked a little bit uh, before about some of these um, uh, uh, remote uh, capabilities uh, that we have. Uh, well, one of our, our, our flagship products that we've, uh, uh, we've been um, uh, uh, shipping for the last couple of years, uh, we call it Otis One. It's our IoT-based uh, uh, platform. And as part of this, this is a subscription service where we can provide customers with real-time insights and information into what's happening with their building. Uh, we have a terminology internal to our customer, internal to our industry. It's called running on arrival. Or ROA. And it basically happens when a customer calls and says, hey, I, I, there's a, a problem with my unit. It's out of service. Uh, please send a mechanic. And we now have the ability for these Otis One units to see real time, what's the status of the elevator? And in a lot of cases, we've said to our customer, actually, Mr. Customer, your unit is not out of service. We can see that it was on the seventh floor. Now it's on the sixth floor. It's heading to the fifth floor. And these, uh, again, these capabilities provides us with better uh, customer support. We can give the customer real-time information and what's happening with their unit. 
Uh, in some cases, uh, the uh, for us to send a, a truck or dispatch a mechanic that require that uh, results in an incremental charge for the customer. And if we're driving uh, benefit to them and saving them a cost because we can tell them the status of their unit. And as I described earlier, if there's some remote things we can do to either reset or change parameters, this is creating value. So, uh, you know, the the savings um, that we can generate from uh, from uh, these technology transformation is huge. And, and if you allow me to digress just a little bit from a, a digital transformation and from a chief digital officer role, uh, I see my, our, my remit as three key things. It's how do we create new services and solutions to drive top-line growth? How do we drive efficiencies and reduce the, um, uh, the cost of uh, servicing our customers? How do we improve the bottom line? And then the third piece is what are the strategic uh, efforts and, and initiatives, strategic partnerships that we can employ to uh, to uh, deliver the transformation of how we do business, the business processes. And, and that second one, how do we drive uh, improvement in our bottom line is uh, gets a lot of attention if you if you could uh, you could imagine. So yourself and perhaps your executive management team, what leadership style and culture have you tried to foster? which is helping you deliver consistent innovation and value creation for all parties involved. Yeah, leadership is, uh, is uh, something that uh, is very important and I, I take uh, very seriously. And, and to me, leadership boils down to a, a handful of things. Um, first, it's, uh, there's a lot, of, um, a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of small things that we can do that... Uh, uh, aggregated together can actually drive some meaningful impact to the corporation. So part of my job from a leadership perspective is just being able to tell or demonstrate to my teams how their individual roles can add value, greater value to the bigger uh, corporation. Um, part of my job is not to do the work. Uh, my job is to set the vision, to articulate what's possible, and enable the teams to execute to that, right? They bring their creativity, they bring their smarts, they bring their relevant history, history and experiences, and they, uh, they, they go off and, and they operate and they execute and they, and they bring, they bring us, their, uh, bring us uh, those uh, insightful and out-of-the-box solutions. Um, when I think about some of the challenges um, that we face in, in certain organizations, is that people at times look for uh, a tops-down approach in solving problems or coming up with the ideas. And one of the things that I want to encourage and push is that great ideas come from everywhere in the organization, right? It doesn't only come from one direction. And it's important for me that all voices are heard, uh, that we're getting contributions from all the places in the organization. So how do we create an environment where folks feel like they can contribute, they can bring their best ideas, their best thoughts, that there's active listening, that we're thinking about thinking, how do we do things very differently? And I'll maybe digress a little bit and say, one of the uh, challenges from my perspective in technology adoption is really change management. Uh, and that's a big part of the leadership role that we have to play is how do you paint that vision of, here are the business processes that we were employing previously. And based on these technology advances, 
here's how we, our business processes change. And bringing those folks along uh, is a huge part of that, that, that leadership journey. So uh, it's, uh, it's a mouthful, but I think it's, you know, for me, the philosophy is set a clear vision, make sure the teams understand how their individual role plays to achieving the broader, the broader objective um, and uh, it's uh, encouraging uh, uh, folks to speak up and making sure that we're getting feedback from multiple places in the organization. And how do we drive change management? How do we reduce the, fric- the friction that may be standing in the way for, uh, from uh, being successful? So one last question for you, Neil. Uh, what is the future of your industry as you see it? And how is Otis staying ahead? Because you need to be able to continue to build and maintain trust at the very speed of change. Yeah, um, that's a, a, an insightful question. You know, I, I don't think the, I don't think our industry uh, is very different from other industries in the sense that it's the user experience uh, that's driving a lot of the changes and a lot of the investments uh, that we, we have to make. And, you know, I love uh, using the term the frictionless uh, passenger experience or the seamless passenger experience, uh, which basically takes uh, into account what are the um, the different steps that a, a, a passenger of a, an Otis elevator or a, an escalator or a moving walkway, uh, what is their experience and how do we make it as frictionless, as seamless as possible? So as we think about... Um, uh, uh, emerging technologies uh, that uh, uh, that uh, enables uh, that vision uh, uh, to come to fruition. Uh, that's where we, we we spend our time and energy. Uh, when I think about the future of smart cities and 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 urban mobility comes to mind. You know, you're seeing a lot of uh, articles over the last few weeks or months about um, uh, autonomous. Uh, uh, vertical takeoff and landing um, vehicles uh, that moves passengers from crowded cities uh, to, you know, you're not sitting in New York City traffic, you're able to go from the rooftop of one building to the next. Well, there's a role that uh, an elevator plays uh, in uh, in that equation. And we've got some technologies and we have some partnerships uh, dealing with access control that we can, again, think about that passenger experience how do we ensure that the elevator can be a value proposition, can add value in that overall equation? So it's really thinking about how do we leverage our technologies, uh, our connected technologies. Uh, we've talked about uh, our Otis One. We've talked about uh, uh, subscription type services. We've talked about cloud-based APIs. How do we think about all these uh, capabilities uh, in a connected world uh, where the elevator becomes an instrumental part of uh, the daily access. You know, I'll, I'll say, Sanjo, before I, I joined uh, Otis, I seldom ever thought about the elevator. I just took it for granted that it's there and it helps me to get from point A to point B. But now I'm spending a ton of time with my team and with our, our, our respective peers in the organization thinking about what's that experience. Once you're in the elevator for a 15-second ride or a minute ride, depending on how, uh, how tall the building is, what are the things that Otis can provide that makes that, 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 that experience uh, as optimal as it can be for the customer? So that's, the, you know, that's how I think about how our industry is changing. And again, I don't think it's very different from other industries when, when you think about the customer experience. 
Once again, thank you so much, Neil, for sharing your insights about how uh, Otis is moving and serving people and making it even better leveraging digital. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And listeners, please connect with us on social media. Subscribe to our podcast. Once again, thank you for listening to CTN. This is your host, Sanchog All, signing off. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CTN, CIO Talk Network, with your host, Sunjoe Gall. To learn more about our program or for show archives, comments, or questions, please visit CIOTalkNetwork.com. Thank you again for listening.